come home from a date and you're like, okay, did this person, a lot of people anxiously attached people, did this person like me? Um, do you, will I ever see them again? I want you to notice when you're doing that and try to shift the mindset of like, did I like them? Did I enjoy being around them? Um, do I want to see them again? Because dating is a two-way street, right? Mm-hmm. But for anxiously attached people, it's always very much focused on what the other person felt and thought on the date rather than what did I feel and think on the date. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to the episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emily. And welcome back for another episode. We're so excited for this one. This is so great because we have a guest who is a good friend of mine. uh, And we've had her on before, but we cover so much like in the current like dating culture right now and Mm -hmm. she is such a treat you've probably seen her on your tiktok page but before we get into the lovely kirstie taylor and all that she has to offer i want to know have you been watching the bachelor have you started watching the bachelor so no i honestly didn't even know it was starting until my coworkers a lot of people did brought it up at lunch literally monday at lunch they were like are you guys watching bachelor tonight and i was like what so no one totally prom- forgot the, about the it. The promo was just like not. It didn't. It didn't it. even happen. Well, actually, I no. also don't watch cable <laughs> TV. So I, mean, I don't have cable. I have to wait till the next day on Hulu. Right, and like I would personally rather just watch it on Hulu so that I can mm-hmm. like fast forward through all the like stuff I don't really care about or like mm-hmm. the uh, what are they called commercials? Oh my gosh! Oh, that's, I can't. You can't fast forward through commercials on Hulu. That's in what. Uh, Unless you have like the expensive version of Hulu, there's commercials through it. Oh my god! It's Hulu. There's always ads on Hulu. Really? Unless you have like the bougie expensive version, like on TV shows on Hulu, there's ads. Yes, there's always ads. I think I have the bougie version. We don't have ads. (laughs) You pay like over twenty dollars a month. Then don't because that's how much that one is. Pay for. Well, I, like the rest of America, <laughs> can only afford the $12 version. Oh, my God. I am embarrassed. Okay, well, I pay for the bougie. That's like when Elise, Elise Myers on TikTok, she got contacted by Spotify, and they were like, so what do you have? Like, family plan or whatever? And she's like, the regular. And they're like, okay, so like this or this? And she's like, no, like the free version. And they were like, what? And she was like yeah and she was so embarrassed because she didn't have like the premium spotify she had like uh-huh. the free version yeah. and i was yeah. like oh my god that's how i feel right now but yours is um, the exact opposite it though. is the opposite but it's the same it's the same sentiment of like oh so, i'm so embarrassed hannah <laughs> is privileged and out of touch with the rest of america clearly um wow way to throw <laughs> me under the bus <laughs> no one else Listen, pays that much for i Hulu. don't have hbo max so therefore i'm right back down in the that sounds like a personal problem to me <laughs> no <laughs> i am like a personal issue no i am down deep in the dirt okay <laughs> listen we we pay for hulu premium or whatever it's called for no ads so that we cannot have hbo max so 
Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. anyway, well, you're missing out on the superior Regardless. streaming platform. <laughs> Regardless, no, I have not seen it. Um, what what's the what's the tea? Is there any tea that we need to know of? I mean, I so I watched the first episode. I and, hate the first okay. episode, so I'm not sad to miss that one. So first of all, I don't give a fuck about Zach being the Bachelor. I didn't <sighs> care about him when he was on Rachel's season. Like, I just really. He's vanilla. He's like every other man. He's like every other guy in here. Like, it's really not original at all. And he, yeah, he's your typical all-American guy. That's what he looks like. And I, I'm like, God, are we just going to keep perpetuating the stereotype? Because it doesn't work. This bachelor, this style of bachelor, this type of guy does not work. No Ooh, one cares. No one ends up with them anyways. No. He's always the kind of guy that's going to end up with his runner-up or something. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's never going to mm-hmm. have a healthy ending. Like Pilot Pete. Yeah. Like, Literally I, I, ended up with the runner-up. Runner, runner, runner-up. I hope that, you know, he's entertaining, but I don't know. I mean... Uh, one girl cried in the first See, episode. I'm more excited for the women. Like, I could honestly care less about the man. And I also think after talking to Chelsea Vaughn, like, it was kind of interesting to to mm-hmm. know, like, how they really do build, like, really close friendships. And, like, especially that group of girls. Like, I feel like they're pretty, you know, some of them are still pretty close and stuff. So um, I think it's more, I like to watch the women. And I like their outfits. So. Yes. It was interesting because... I did like how polite Zach was with some okay. of the girls because okay. he hit it off with one of the girls and like they were having a, I don't remember what the conversation was, but they were having a really engaging, really productive conversation. And he asked like, you know, can I kiss you? Like he, like he felt, you could tell that there was chemistry there and he was just like, I kind of like want to ask you if I, I can wanna, like, kiss, kiss you. <laughs> And they made out. <laughs> so, I mean, that was nice. And then there was another girl who saw them making out and she, like, wanted to kiss Zach. So she just went in for a kiss with Zach. And Zach was like, I didn't like that. Like, I, like, that was not the right time. And I feel like you just, like, threw yourself on me, me a little bit. Yeah. And I just don't really feel this. And that was a girl who cried her way home and everything. Oh, did she, she, she went home. She left. She 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 exa- she exited herself. I um, probably would have too, but I also wouldn't yeah. have just like thrown myself. Well, yeah, you never know in that situation, like of yeah. being, you know, whatever. But yeah, I probably would have walked myself out. <laughs> like, uh, okay, well, some, that's that's the end of that. <laughs> there is one girl that you may recognize if you are a Swifty. Her name is Christina. She's twenty six. She's a content creator from Nashville. And she was in a Taylor Swift music video. Wait, I saw this on the she, TikTok. Yeah, she's, she's on. She's in the fifteen music Are video. Are you serious? She doesn't bring it up, but I'm like, I would have brought that up immediately. I would have been like, listen, my biggest accomplishment in life was being in the fifteen Taylor Swift music video. Okay, um, and I need you to know that about me. See, yeah. I feel like you and I would bring such personality to the show. Obviously, I am, you know, taken, but, you know, I just feel like it'd be so entertaining. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I would, you know, I would be, like, eating it up. up. I would be living up the spotlight. Like, it would be, it would be like the show was made for me. Yeah. (laughs) But I really like Greer. That was the girl that he made out with. Oh, I love Um, that name. And 
she, oh, so the reason that they hit it off was because she's from Houston, but mm-hmm. Zach is from Austin. And okay. she said, she's like, not even, she's like, I'm not saying this just because you live in Austin, but she's like, Austin's like one of my favorite cities, like in Texas. Like I've always seen myself ending up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, they just had like a lot of commonality. And I think because they were both from Texas, they had that like natural background in common to kind of yeah. connect them to. But I I liked her and I, who else did I like? I thought was really cute. Uh, Jess, she's very young though. Um, she's 23, so I don't, I don't really know. But I mean, there was a lot of girls on there that were really, really cute. And I am excited to see like where it goes. There's a lot of girls though that also had like content, cre- not all content creator, but they were very worded to be like, they don't have real jobs. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how those progress. I definitely have an eye on some of those girls because it's like, are you here for like the right reasons? And you know, mm-hmm. are you here to just expand your business and all that? Yeah. 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 But especially, time, with, especially when you go on to the show with that job. At the same time, though, there were some girls like Kit Keenan, who I thought that about, and I ended up loving Kit Keenan. I was gonna say, I, 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 yeah, I really, I really did love Kit, but I think I, I think I sort of followed Kit before because she's friends with that like uh, friend group in New York that I follow a lot. Her mom's Cynthia Riley, right, right. So like she, you know, she didn't need the Bachelor to no push her forward. Um, But yeah, no, yeah. It'll be interesting to see. So, and then it'll we'll have, how I'll have new people to follow because I love yeah. following some of the girls. So we'll see how long I watch. <laughs> well, I'll try to catch up so that we can have our little banter sessions um, and kind but of. But I'm curious if the gals are watching it. Like, yes. That's something we need to poll them and ask them. Are we you do. watching The Bachelor still? Mm-hmm. Because I, I don't, don't want to like, I don't know if this is the year that we just like can it or if this is the year that we're like get back into action, you know? Yeah, because so. if you guys like like us talking about it, we'll keep watching it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, what else am I gonna do? Yeah, it's trash TV. <laughs> I mean, what what's not to love about trash TV? I mean, come on. <laughs> but yeah, so that's just been what I've been watching. Uh, is there any captivation that you have for us? Yes, my captivation is another show. Look at me. Oh, well, mine's a movie. Shows. So what? Wow. Okay, my show is eighteen ninety nine. Um, it is a... Really? Yes. I know, I know, I know the show. I'm just shocked. I am very into it. Um, we are watching it dubbed in English because, uh, we already watched, well, we started it that way, but we didn't realize that it was dubbed until some of the people started talking and I was like, "Mm, their mouths are not matching. Um, so we like... You can't watch it with English captions? Well, so, so we didn't know that it was dubbed and I guess Netflix or whatever had already just like chosen that option oh. for us because we already watch everything with the subtitles because we both can't hear. Um, so no, sound I, designs also, sound designs also just gotten really weird lately. And I really like watching the subtitles because sometimes I do miss things and I feel like I can keep up a little bit better. Um, so we already had those on and then like halfway through episode, like three, we were like, wait a minute. Like we like took the English dub off and I was like, oh, we can't start like halfway through with a different language. Like we need to just keep it going in the English. So I was a little bummed by that because I would have rather watched it in the original language. Um, 
can I yes. can I go ahead and disappoint you a little bit though? Because I don't know if you know this. Yeah, it already um, got canceled. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I, was I know. Say it, so I didn't well, watch it. Well, so 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 did manifest, and then they brought it back and finished it. So you never know. You never know. But I, if you if you don't know what it's about, basically. It's set in 1899. This ship goes missing, and then it's just the like story behind all of that. So I think I know what happens, and I have like a really good um, uh, what's it called when you make a Intuition? predict prediction? I have a good prediction. <laughs> um, I could not think of words tonight. <laughs> I'm having word finding issues. Okay, um, but and if I'm right, I'm literally gonna jump in circles because I was like. I'm so smart. I was like, cause it's kind of like, it's kind of like a psychological twisted, like thriller situation. Um, and like, there's always something going on there. You're like, what the heck? Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, at first I was like, I am not going to like this, this show about these two damn ships. Like this looks so stupid. Like, why are we watching this? And then within like 15 minutes, I was like, oh my God, I'm hooked. (laughs) So... That's what I was saying. Say, I'm shocked that you, mm-hmm. that is your cup of tea, but okay. Mm-hmm. Teach yeah. their own. Well, uh, you know, I like, you know, we watch like vampire shows and stuff. So like, who, yeah. what is my cup of tea when it comes to TV shows? Honestly, Not I'm. anything I like. I just want to watch Ginny and Georgia season two. I haven't started it yet. Have you watched Ginny and Georgia? I've never watched it. <gasps> oh my gosh. You should give it a try. It's so good. You would okay. love it. Seriously. <laughs> Like it's it's a very good show, okay. um, so yes, I need to watch season two. But anyways, what is your captivation? So mine is a film that's doesn't have a wide theatrical release yet. Sorry. Um, so <laughs> stop being an LA girl, okay? It was it was a, it was a movie that premiered at Sundance You're like, last it was week. The premiere um, that I was at. I'm just kidding. <laughs> It was at, I was not you at Sundance. Not at Sundance. I wish I was. I was I at Sundance I virtually. I attended oh, the virtual cool. conference. Oh, um, you. I didn't know that was an option. That's awesome. Yes, because they understand that everyone, a lot of people are poor and can't well, afford the $400 a, yeah. ticket. Yeah, that's kind of a, that's, that would be a far trek for you. So I, it's not really that far. It's only in Salt Lake City. Oh, why did, why did I think it was over here? So dumb. No, it's, it's not. It's not in the state I had thought it was. <laughs> Getting them all confused. There's Park so City, Utah. many yeah. film festivals. Well, I in my brain I was thinking Austin. Not, Austin and Sundance are not the same. I knew no, it was in, like I knew it was in Utah because like because like your friend that I like sort of am friends with like I've seen all of her stuff and I was like that's definitely snow. That's not Texas. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But um, no, so it was. Uh, it's a film called Theater Camp. It was okay. written uh, by Molly Gordon, Ben Platt, and Noah Galvin and oh. Nick Lieberman. So, if you are a fan of uh, Ben Platt, or if you're a fan of Booksmart, Molly Gordon and Noah Galvin were also both in Booksmart, which is Ooh. one of my favorite films. And if you were a theater kid, mm-hmm. even if you're not a theater, even if you weren't a theater kid. But if you, especially if you were a theater kid, this film is for you. You will be able to see it at, in a wide theater release eventually because it was picked up by Searchlight. So Searchlight's going to distribute Ooh. it in a national wide theater release. But it is so funny. And I mean, like I love Molly Gordon. She's one of my favorite actresses. And she's a, definitely an actress that I have had my eye on for a while because I think she just has this really natural, sarcastic comedy and I have always wanted to work with her in one of my films, but she is super talented. And I 
haven't always been a big, huge fan of Ben Platt. I mean, that's just me not knowing much outside of Evan Hansen and all that right, stuff. So right, like, right, it's, right. Yeah. It, but he's the stuff he's done has never been like my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. But I did like him in this particular film, and Noah Galvin is stays being fucking hysterical. One of my favorite comedic actors right now. Pause for the cause. Mm-hmm. Noah is his fiance, right? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. I yes. love Noah because I'm obsessed Noah's with the Good great. Doctor. Yes, he's also in the Good Doctor. Yes, yeah. I, that's that's where I know Noah from. And I saw yeah. that Noah and Ben were engaged, and I was like, oh, I'm obsessed because I loved Ben Platt because he was in um, Pitch Perfect. Yes, he, he was, was in Pitch yes. Perfect and all of that. And like, I knew he was in Dear Evan Hansen too. But I love Noah. Like, so yes. I am here for this. And Molly Gordon grew up with Ben Platt. They're oh, childhood that's best so friends. Cool. Okay, so they created so, this yeah. all together. Yeah, because they are. Are they well, starring in it? Yes, they're also starring oh, in it too. Wonderful, and a lot of it has been imp- like a lot of the movie is improvised. We found that out last oh, night after watching it. That's so cool. Uh, but I mean, like, if you were like a child performer or like you, you're going to connect with these characters, you're going to really think they're hysterical. And there's obviously, you know, with this troop of people, there are some great one-liners in it that you are going to die and like want to put into your everyday vernacular like I did um like there's already a couple that I'm gonna see myself using on a daily basis now but yeah Noah Galvin hands down my favorite character always in anything that he does like he's no stays, seriously like, like I love him in the good doctor like he is yeah. one of my favorite characters in that so, show yeah he's also great in book smart and then I mean, take who he was in Booksmart and can kind of add, like, this, like, serious, trying to be serious undertone to it. But, like, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. take him seriously. At the same time, it's tremendous. It's great. And then Jimmy Tatro's also in it, who I've watched on YouTube for years. I was going to say, that name sounds really familiar. He dates Zoe Deutsch, um, if you know who oh, she yes, is. Oh, yes, I do know. Yes. He is also an American Vandal. He's also in Home Economics. He's a hysterical actor, and he just milks this role. They have some really heavy hitters yeah. in this entire ensemble cast, and they filmed it like in like some random summer camp in New York. That's and so fun. I love that they all created it together, and they like had the connection between them, which is really cool. Yeah. You're also making yeah. me want to watch Booksmart again. I feel like I watched it so long ago that I can't remember I like these bits and pieces. It. I watched it recently, it's and so I was good. like, God. It is amazing. And that's one reason why I stan Olivia Wilde. Like, people dragged her through the mud they for do. Don't Worry Darling. And I was yeah. like, I will let this slide because of what she did with Booksmart. <laughs> I will let this slide because of uh, Booksmart. <laughs> like, yes. that's, that's all that I, I just care need about, her, really. I need her to do more comedy. Like, I think I was she's really say, great at it. Yeah, she needs to, like, go down, maybe go down that path. I've yeah. never, I've not seen Don't Worry Darling, so I can't speak to that, but... It's You're a not little... missing much. You're not missing much. Yeah. I mean, watch it for like the uh, ugly Harry jump scare. I really uh, want to but... watch it just for Harry. Like if I'm <laughs> I'll being give you completely my, I'll honest. Give you, I'll give you my HBO Max login and Thank you can watch you. it that way. <laughs> Until I'm no longer in no spend mode, then well, I'm going to get HBO. So We know how one way you can save and that's by downgrading your Hulu account. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, because I didn't realize we were paying for the upgrade of Bougie Hulu account. So anyway, thanks for helping me. (laughs) 
Alrighty, gals. Well, we are going to get into the day's episode. We are so excited. We have a guest. She's been on this podcast before, and she is such a delight, Kirsty Taylor. We're talking all things about dating. We're going into emotional intimacy, vulnerability, what she thinks about the current dating climate with the apps, how you can develop a little bit more emotional intimacy in your relationships, what you can do to get out of this like anxious attachment and avoidant attachment trap and also like how you can start going from more anxious to a secure attachment as well. Mm-hmm. Like we're literally hitting all of the building blocks to a solid relationship. So I hope you guys enjoy it. We have a ton of more interviews. And if you want to hear our original interview that we did with her back in 2020, we'll leave a link for in the show notes. You can listen to it on Apple, Spotify, wherever you stream podcasts. And while you're there listening to it, also hit subscribe and leave us a rating and review. It really does help us out. And we're also going to have extra bonus content on our Instagram with her that you can check out at the Gals Guide Pod and also on our personals at Emily Elise and at Hannah Miller. Hannah Adams Miller. Wow. It's all right. <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's a mouthful. <laughs> and yeah, we're going to get into a couple of ads really quickly. And then we're going to jump into our interview with Kirsty. Well, alrighty, gals. Zooming into the studio today, we have the lovely and like greatest friend I think I've had since I moved out to LA. She was one of my first friends, and she's also been on the podcast before. She was actually one of the first guests that we kind of had, and you gals loved her so much. You've probably seen her on your TikTok for you page. She has over two hundred thousand followers on TikTok. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Kirsty Taylor. Hello, thank you for having me again, for having me, uh, yeah, again, I'm here again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like how many times can I say again? <laughs> well, we are so thrilled to have you because, I mean, you, like I said, you were one of the first guests that we had on the show and mm-hmm. we, I, I mean, it was great because we kind of just stumbled upon you like on TikTok, your relationship videos, and we really like connected like with, with what you were saying. And it, we just hit it off when I moved out here to LA. Like we became friends, and like I've been out to your house. I've met your now fiance, mm-hmm. and we're congratulations. Also gonna, we're gonna get Thank into that you. too. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, like your episode. I feel like a lot of people resonated with it with talking about just like anxious like attachment, like in mm-hmm. dating, and that's kind of a little bit like what we wanted to like spin off of today. We wanted to get more into like vulnerability and intimacy because I feel like you've been talking a lot about that in your TikTok videos but before we get into any of that I need to know what is something that you're currently like captivated by is there like a product a show music a mindset shift that you are just like currently obsessed with and captivated by okay um let's see Okay, product. I think product's easiest because show. I just rewatch Gilmore Girls all the time. It's <laughs> like an obsession. Um, so let's see, product. I've been getting more into like trying to make my hair like bring out the natural waviness of my hair. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say there's a product I necessarily. I'm captivated by the look of my non-styled hair and trying to embrace its natural I definition. Like that. I like yes. that. I wish I could do that. Um, <laughs> what is your natural hair pattern? So it's 
This is, I blew dry it, blow dried it, mm-hmm. whatever the verbiage is. I was going to say. <laughs> Last night. And so it's like half wavy, half straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think because when I was a child, curly, wavy, but then I got to middle school and I straightened it like every single day. And yeah. I kind of like ruined like the natural pattern of my hair. So I would love to eventually get maybe back into that, but I need professional help at this point. <laughs> That's fair. That's totally I, fair. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like I, my hair was curly growing like as a kid and then it went to wavy and now it's starting to curl again, like ringlet curls randomly. Oh, cool. And I'm like, I really need to figure this out because I would love to have like naturally curly hair, but I have no idea where to start. And I'm so overwhelmed by all of the TikToks about like how to style curly hair and the like putting your hair in the bowl and like mm-hmm. yeah. doing the, doing all of that. So, um, but yeah, I would love to get to a point where I could be happy with my like natural hair because I curl yeah. it every day. And then it's just like curly and stays that way until I wash it. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think like the- mermaid hair though, Hannah. So <laughs> I do. I do get told that quite often. (laughs) I think the unfortunate part of trying to get your natural hair back is you'd have to stop using heat, which means Mm -hmm. you'd have to embrace the in-between. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. That part just doesn't sound fun. So we'll see how this goes. No, no. it looks great though. So thank you. Thank you. And you're a redhead now. Last time we had you on, you were blonde. True, very true. Uh, I don't even, <laughs> I don't even miss the blonde days. I love being redhead. I'm sure you. you get oh it. yeah, I know. Trust me, I've gone over to your house like when you've had parties, and if like you can't see my face, everyone thinks that I'm you. Like the amount of times <laughs> last time I was over, like five people came up to me and they were like, "Hey, Kirsty," and I was like, "I'm Emily." Hi. <laughs> and there were like some people were like, "Oh wait," that they were drunk and they were very confused. You're like. So. <laughs> They're yeah. like, we don't get a lot of redhead females here, so. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sticking with brown, so I will not be joining the redhead. I just don't even okay. think it would take. It would not take. No. My hair's so dark. You'd have yeah. to literally yeah. bleach it. Yeah. Yeah. So. But I like the red. I like the red on you. I think it suits you. Thank you. Yeah. But another thing that's changed since the first um, time we had you on, you're now engaged, like we just yes. said. Do you yes. want to tell the gals like a little bit about that? Because I mean, I I've met your fiance and he is great. He's amazing. The ring is also amazing. I love it. Thank you. It's so yeah. unique. It's so different. You guys, you did an emerald, and I think that it's so different. a sapphire. Oh, it's a sapphire. No, and everyone always thinks it's an emerald because well, first off, people think of like sapphires as like bluish yeah. colors. It is a sapphire. So sapphires actually come in almost every color, depending on where Ooh. they're grown or cultivated however they're yeah. found <laughs> yeah and so this one's from madagascar so madagascar sapphires in general or specifically have that like yellow green look to them and so that's where this one is from and yeah we decided to do, or i decided because we decided to design it together mm-hmm. i wanted something a little bit more unique um there are two little diamonds on the sides of it but I wanted something that was a different color and uh, just just different. So I went with the Madagascar Sapphire. That's I love so cool. that. That's yeah. so cute. But you. you guys have had like a really cool love story. And I mean, you've been very transparent and open and honest about it, like with 
your TikTok and like how you went from, you know, having this really like anxious attachment to ha- finding like security within your relationship. Was there like anything that you, that stands out to you that was like really key factors into helping that progression for you? I mean, the biggest one is getting with, is being in a relationship with someone who is healthy and secure because mm-hmm. you're going to just feel constantly triggered with someone who's insecure or treats you badly. Um, But I guess like the other things are just really developing healthy coping skills that and replacing them with those unhealthy coping skills. Um, You know, when you feel like when you're overthinking and getting Mm -hmm. into these thought loops, being able to break those, um, these limiting beliefs that you have understand. Oh, that's, I guess, a different thing. But um, if you feel like texting them a bunch or you feel like you need a ton of reassurance, like learning better coping skills. um, and then also the the beliefs, you know, oh, my partner's like going to leave me any day. Like just learning how to build trust and challenge those thoughts are all really helpful. That was a lot of advice in one. I could talk about that forever. <laughs> but um, it, I guess the biggest one is finding a good partner too. Yeah. I mean, will you talk about it like with your dating guide that you came out with from anxious mm-hmm. to secure um, and you offer that to like your clients and it's open to anybody, correct? Too like they don't have to be uh, your client to like get the guide, do they? Oh, yeah. yeah, no, the guide's for anyone. I mean, it is, it's, it's $25. It's not like a free thing, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's open to anyone. What made you want to like start like doing that and like come out with that? Cause you've also came out with a book since we last spoke to you as well. No way. Really? That happened? We talked before yeah. my book came out? Yes. You were in the process yes. of wow. writing that book. We, yeah. I think you like, <laughs> it, it wasn't like available for purchase quite yet. Yeah. That is my mm-hmm. book book. Oh my God. My mind is yes. blown. Right yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been, been that been long. It's been a minute. <laughs> my concept of time. Geez. I know. Well, and I feel like, I feel like we just like, like I keep up with you on social media like every day. So I'm like, oh, well, you yeah. know, this is like, yeah. not, time is nothing. Like, <laughs> That is so funny. So yeah, my book was, is, um, I mean, it was also at like kind of the earliest time of my career. I've just learned a lot since, geez, I wrote it almost three years ago. So I've just learned a lot more and I focus more on anxious attachment since then. Um, I don't really talk about attachment styles in the book. I do a little bit, but not a ton. Um, so the anxious to secure dating guide is kind of just, is a lot more like exercises, activities, um, prompts. And I wanted to create it because I know not everyone can afford one-on-one coaching, which is the only way that I really like offer to people to work with me. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to kind of distill a lot of those exercises into a very affordable guide for people who want to kickstart their journey from anxious to secure, but can't afford private coaching, which is fair. A lot That's of people great. can't. So yeah. That's, That's great. Awesome. Um, so with that being said, what, obviously I think one thing that I've worked on, because I feel like I definitely used to have like an anxious attachment and I feel like I am Mm -hmm. in that progression of getting too secure. And I've seen it also in Hannah as well. Like, I feel like, you know, younger Hannah definitely had that. And like, you know, now that she's married, (laughs) (laughs) you're like, let me tell you. (laughs) High school Hannah was like, everyone, everyone's leaving me. Uh, so I'm going to break up with you first uh, so that you don't. So that was, that was, uh, that was time. your go-to tactic. <laughs> oh, I got broken up with one by one person and it's my husband. Um, and <laughs> since then I broke up with everyone else. Cause I was like, I can't, I'm not, you're not going to do this to me. Um, so yeah, yeah, that is one way to go about it. 
Yeah, it's not healthy, <laughs> not kind. Uh, but yeah, I definitely feel like I same with same as you, Emily. Like you know where you were going with that. I feel like I know yeah. where you're going, but yeah. But I mean, like I think one thing that helped me kind of get on that road was like having a like mindset shift, like in my confidence and like fully understanding like what I believed, like I was worth and that what I deserved is a lot better than like what I was being given and not putting up with a lot of things and just honestly right now being very very comfortable alone and I think that that's where I found a lot of security at and now that that I've been comfortable with that there's things that I know I need to practice in a relationship that I'm not going to be able to practice on my own but I would love to know like do you have like any good mind shift mindset shifts to feel like more confident and less anxious, like while you're dating? Yeah. So, I mean, the biggest one that I try to help people use, not necessarily, so this is, yeah, it helps people be more confident in the sense that you come home from a date and you're like, okay, did this person, a lot of anxiously attached people, did this person like me? Um, Do will I ever see them again? I want you to notice when you're doing that and try to shift the mindset of like, did I like them? Did I enjoy being around them? Um, do I want to see them again? Because dating is a two-way street, right? Mm-hmm. But for anxiously attached people, it's always very much focused on what the other person felt and thought on the date rather than what did I feel and think on the date. Um, and doing that can also help you notice any red flags or anything, but it also just shifts the focus onto like, all right, this is about me. This is why I'm dating. It's about me in my yeah. experience. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I was no, trying to think ahead. if I had any others. Um, but no, you keep going. No, okay. I was gonna say, like, I I noticed myself, like I went on a date once and I was very proud of myself because I normally used to be the kind of person that would give everybody like a second date, just like the benefit of the doubt that maybe like nerves were like taking over them on the first date and like mm-hmm. a second date would shine who they really are. But I remember I went on a first date and I was like, I think I had a really good time. Like that was really good I feel like we had a lot of chemistry and then I realized I did all the talking and the only mm-hmm. reason I thought it was a good time was because I'm just super fucking entertaining and <laughs> like I love it anybody would have a good time like with me doing a whole stand-up routine basically like on this date and I was That's like hilarious. no like I'm not gonna go on another date with this person who couldn't even bother to drive the conversation and of course they thought they had a great time too I mean hello again I'm entertaining but like it just felt like more draining draining in a way like when I looked back on it and thought of it that way and being able to kind of like stand up for myself and just realize like this is not what I want this is not like the relationship like the this is not the course I'm wanting to take in this like relationship and dating phase so I'm just gonna not give them like that second chance and just be like you know what it sounds more exhausting to do that than it is rewarding and just looking out for like my inner peace in relationships a lot more and I've talked to you a lot about like the relationships that I've been in and like currently investigating all of that Mm -hmm. but I know for me that I am definitely like working on being like more vulnerable and more like emotionally like intimate like in dating and because that was always my biggest fear was that if I was vulnerable then I would be giving them like arsenal to kind of like hit me back with eventually and was always afraid that would be portrayed in that way and that you know 
results back into like what happened in my childhood like with like friends and stuff like that but Mm -hmm. I have slowly started getting more vulnerable just like with little bitty things and I wanted to know is there anything that you would well first off what do you think like the healthy amount of vulnerability is in the early stages of dating because I feel like that is such a thin line that people are like either having their walls up they're not sharing anything or they're oversharing because they just don't know like what crosses the line I would love to get your personal take on that yeah so I would say that vulnerability and is it is intertwined with the process of building trust with a person right um so getting to know them you start to share more naturally uh there's not it's hard to like put a timeline or like how much you should share on anything but it's like are you gonna go and meet someone period just on a date or a friend or a new person a stranger and share to them your entire life story and let them know all these traumas that have happened in your past probably not you don't know that person like what if they turn around and they're like uh why are you crying or why are you upset about that that sounds or that's not a big deal mm-hmm. that would be so that would be so damaging mm-hmm. um so to know how someone responds to emotions or vulnerability or just like uh any any sign of emotion or how they respond in stressful situations once you gather that kind of information then you can be like oh cool like they're not going to be a total asshole if I let them know oh, my parents are divorced and that was a really hard time for me when I was young. Something like that versus putting it all out on the line. But there is the other option or the other side of it, like you said, uh, people who put on put up their guard and they're like, I can't let someone know anything about me. Uh, and there was actually, this is probably like the only time I'll quote him because there's some of his stuff. I'm like, eh, I don't really like it. But this guy, this uh, relationship guy named Matthew Hussey, um, I'm sure you guys have heard of him. Yes. Or maybe you haven't. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he coined this term invest and test, invest and test. So share, if you're scared of sharing vulnerable or being vulnerable with new person or sharing parts of yourself, share a small thing and then notice how the person reacts say Mm. like oh I'm upset because my cat's sick and they respond by saying I'm sorry and then kind of just do go on with their day or go on with the conversation versus my cat is sick oh I'm sorry that must be really scary what's wrong with them have they been to the vet yet then you can be like okay this person is someone that's safe that will respond well to vulnerability or me sharing feelings with them so next time I can share a bit more and see how they react it's not like a I don't the one thing I don't like about that that term is the test right Mm -hmm, that kind of mm -hmm. sounds like oh I have to say something or I have to say something (laughs) and see how they react and gonna test you real quick yeah (laughs) yeah like the playing games so I forget there was something I called it differently invest in and observe almost I like that that I like that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah uh, invest and observe so share a little bit and then see how they react yeah I like that it's a lot easier I think for is someone like me to digest and feel like it's not as scary because I mean Mm -hmm. I've also whereas I've been the one that's withheld information I've also dated people like the doctor who on our third date was literally like do you know like this many amount of like med students like commit suicide and I was like okay it's 1 a.m I'm awake now um (laughs) is there something you need to talk about I was like it's like our third date and he like dumps that information on me and I'm like oh my gosh all right here we are um 1 a.m 
what's up right dude? <laughs> what a morbid thing to say on a date. <laughs> i know and then, yeah and then he like unleashed like all this like trauma and i was like i don't even know your middle name my dude <laughs> like it was mm-hmm. just like a lot and i you know there's i think some people i've heard a lot of people be like if you want someone to feel like they can open like up to you that you need to open up to them as well too because that was another thing where I've been in relationships and I talked to my therapist about like not feeling like you know I knew this person I'm like you know we've been dating for a couple months I don't feel like I really know them and she's like well do they know you like have you opened up to them at all and I was like no and she's like well maybe they don't feel like they can and if you like and open up and like be vulnerable with them they'll see that this is maybe like something that they could also do as well um and feel like this is a safe place so I like both of those I think that that's really nice and the test and observe is like a really great way to kind of phrase that or like uh invest and observe sorry not yes invest and observe test and observe so I have a question for you Kirsty do you notice that like people who have like anxious attachment styles are like more vulnerable because they think that that is the way to like not lose somebody um, or do you feel like they're like less vulnerable because they're like afraid of saying like too many things? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, yeah, I feel like some people are in the mindset of like, oh, well, if I, okay, if I open up to them and I'm like really vulnerable with them, then they're not going to leave me because, you know, I'm showing that I can be super open or the flip side of, I don't want to be open with them because I'm afraid that they're going to find something out about me that they don't like and leave me. Like, do you, do you see kind of like 50, I'm 50? The yeah. Yeah. So I was just curious if you had noticed like a trend or anything. Yeah, I do think it is more 50-50. I do think that fear is very, the fear tends to be the main one, the driving factor of like, I'm scared to share. Um, I feel like people who like share a ton, it's, there's a term for it, but um, it's almost like their way of being able to bond with someone more so than like their attachment style. Right. Um, they're like, oh, this is the only way I know because maybe it happened in past relationships or that's like what their parents did. Um, yeah. But with the anxious attachment specifically, it's usually more like I'm scared um, and I'm not going to share that. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha, because gotcha. for me, it was always like, well, they're just not going to care like they're Mm, they're not gonna care like I'm not gonna open up about like you know this bad relationship I was in because they're not gonna care they're gonna be like why the fuck are you telling me this and And I mean that's how I am like not just in relationships like I think like I still get that way sometimes with people like with you know having new friends and like trying to form like a close friendship with people especially when I moved out here to LA was like do I tell them about like my dating history and like do I tell them about like this random thing or are they just not going to give a shit and Mm -hmm. kind of I usually will just like wait until like something like dating comes up in a conversation and I'm like oh let me tell you about my my ex or something like that like and Mm -hmm. I kind of work in a little bit more natural and it's it's still scary because I'm always just like and that that comes back to like how my like childhood was where it's just like I don't know if you're gonna care about this or not and then just toss me to a side or if you're gonna like want to know more because you're like a genuine nice person (laughs) yeah but yeah yeah yeah, I've definitely I feel like I see it both sides of that like in dating and I'm curious as to what your opinion is like with the whole like 
I've seen so much, so many people talking about the anxious, like avoidant, like cycle of like anxious people constantly dating avoidant people and right. breaking that cycle. I'm curious, like what your thoughts are on that. Uh, I have a lot of thoughts on that. Yeah. So it's, it's some people call it, call it the anxious avoidant trap. So essentially yes. the anxious person wants closeness they ask for it from the uh, avoidant person. The avoidant person pulls away. That triggers the anxious person. They, The avoidant person takes space and then comes back because they still want uh, intimacy in some form. And then it just all continues. Um, you know, even if we just think of this almost as like an emotionally unavailable person, and then actually you could really see anxiously attached and avoidantly attached as emotionally unavailable, just two different sides of the coin. They're both yeah. scared of getting hurt. Yeah. I didn't um, think I was emotionally unavailable. And yeah. then Hannah told me I was, and I was like, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> like, Oh no. What? <laughs> it's like, I thought I wasn't anymore. Okay. Great. Cool. I didn't think anxious people could be that way. So that, I mean, that was a wake up call for me. Yeah, yeah, that's a big one that people don't realize. They're like, "Oh, avoidant people are so, are the villains. They're horrible." And I'm like, "No, you both have the same fear. You're both scared of getting hurt. You just act in different ways." Mm-hmm. Um, so was the wait? What was the question? I just want to know like, what your opinion is like of that cycle <laughs> and like, oh, you th- is there any way someone can break that cycle? Because yeah, I mean, I see as somebody who has is still on their healing journey, but I think I've, I'm getting closer to the end and I can like look back and see other friends who were in the same shoes that I was in. And I'm like, I don't know what happened in me to kind of have Mm -hmm. that click and like start healing, but it's, I'm just wondering how I can help other friends who are in those predicaments and they're in those like trapped, like anxious avoidant cycles and helping them like realize like this is not healthy please leave and get out of it Mm. but it's hard I know but how can someone like if they're seeing that in their relationship how can they leave the trap oh I don't man I haven't talked about this in a while someone that's in the trap I mean there's a lot of different ways you can kind of help see some someone see the light because that's the biggest thing right either it has to get so bad they're like basically rock bottom and then they're like I have no other choice or just you yeah there you go or you say (laughs) something to them and they're like oh that finally clicked um something that I like to uh, a mindset I like to think about is like what's that what's that cost why do I always say like when I say that it sounds weird what is at stake that's better um what is the cost of staying in the position that you're you're in now you're in a relationship with someone who isn't able to give you what you want. You feel very anxious on the time. You're on eggshells. Chances are you're not going to be able to build a future with this person. That's a lot to think that like your your life could go down that trajectory. So some people could see that and be like, all right, I'm going to mo- use that as motivation to try to get out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also you could see it from the flip side of like, well, if they work on themselves, they could get to this point where they're like, now I see I deserve more. So helping someone build their confidence, build their self-esteem, um, work on processing any trauma or um, any just painful memories or experiences they have from being a child or a kid or past relationships can also help um, just help them build up that confidence to see that they deserve better. 
I like that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people don't think about that being like the core issue of it mm-hmm. all is that confidence and really like not believing that like you are worth so much more than what you're being given in that way. And I think one thing for me, at least when I was in that predicament was that there was not much emotional intimacy Mm -hmm. and a lot of the intimacy was more like physical and more of that. And so you have that bond and I now focus more, a lot more on building emotional intimacy before anything else with the person. It just makes it feel like a lot safer and more secure and like just have that more trusting bond with the person mm-hmm. before it leads anywhere else. How can one person start building that early on in a relationship? Yeah. So, I mean, sharing things about yourself, which we already talked about being kind of hard, (laughs) uh, but you can use the invest and observe method, Um, sharing things, listening to them. It always, I feel like a lot of, I guess a big shift I've even been making in my life is to stop focusing so much on like what someone can give me, but also what I'm giving. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can give active listening. You can be non-judgmental to the person that you're uh, dating, the person you're dating. Um, And also obviously see if they give it back and observe if they give it back. Um, But yeah, and just showing gratitude towards them, expressing Mm -hmm. that verbally um, and appreciation, all of that builds that emotional intimacy aspect. Especially yeah. at the mm-hmm. early stages of dating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, I, I mean, I don't think of relationship because you talk also a lot about like situationships and stuff like that, like on your TikTok as well. And I think that's, I mean, that's one key factor, I think, in that makes something like a situationship more than like a long lasting bond and relationship is that lack of emo- emotional intimacy. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't allow like for a relationship to thrive for very long afterwards. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I think what you said too is like super important in determining if you are in a situationship versus a relationship, because if you are doing all these active listening and you are listening and like being a part of this person's life and giving and doing all these things, but they're not doing that back, then it's going to be really obvious whether or not they're in it for like Mm -hmm. the long haul or if they're in it just for shits and giggles. So yeah, so true. Could you imagine (laughs) like... Could you imagine hooking up with your situation, Jeff, and being, or I don't know, or not even hooking up, you're just in bed and you're like, I really appreciate you in my life. And they're like, thanks. Word. And then just go I on the talk. I literally <laughs> die. I would literally I be know. like, cool, awesome. Let me text Emily right now and be like, this, I'm done. I'm, <laughs> like, done. I'm absolutely like, done. I can't do Hannah, this that's what I'm dealing with, honestly. <laughs> literally, I don't know how you deal with it. I would have been like, see you bye. Um, <laughs> I just, I'm probably now, like back in the day, I mean, you know, I'm I'm married to my husband who was my first love who was in and out of my life forever. So like yeah. we had a, I had my own situation ship going on and it worked out for me, but it doesn't work out for everyone. And <laughs> I recognize that. <laughs> but like now, if that were to happen to me, I'd be like, cool. I literally just wasted like three months of my life. Awesome. <laughs> Word. <laughs> exactly. But that's a really that's a really good tip because I don't think that we think about that. Like I think 
what you said is so true. We're in that whole mindset of like, well, what are they giving me? Like, what are they giving me? Um, and so flipping that narrative and like giving them what you want to receive and then seeing if it isn't like returned. So yeah, exactly. What, yeah. like, what is your opinion on situationships? Cause I just know you talk about it so much that I would love to know like what your mm. overall thoughts are. Like, why do you think that they're happening so much more frequently? Is it because people just aren't being emotionally intimate or do you just think yeah. that the dating world has shifted so much? I mean, I feel like it's more so the availability, the the perceived availability of so many different people. Mm-hmm. I feel like just a lot of people don't want to commit because they're like, why would I? I have so many other options out there. Um, I actually have this like the story of these two guys that I I was like in Whole Foods once and I was drinking a coffee in their cafe area and these two guys sit down and one of the guys is like yeah dude I've been dating this really great girl she has like awesome a kick-ass job she's so beautiful like saying the nicest stuff about her and I was like oh it's so sweet and then his friend goes or he's like I think I want to like be or ask her to be my girlfriend and the guy goes dude, why would you want to close yourself off? There's so many fish in the sea. And then you went back and forth. And then the other guy was finally like, yeah, you know, yeah, you're, you're right. right. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I was like, And this was before I did what I did. This was like five years ago. And I was like, dude, what you, you, you think this person's amazing. And you're just like, oh my God. You so just, yeah, I just feel like, yeah. you just wrapped up dating in LA, like in one <laughs> sentence. Like... Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and I streets out here are rough man (laughs) (laughs) the rough man but I feel like that's that's almost like how the like newer generations are thinking about everything like Mm -hmm. jobs included and oh my god yeah like literally every like every aspect of your life it's like well I kind of don't want to settle for this because like I know there's something better out there for me and it's just like trickled into like all literally all the facets dating especially but since you mentioned that like I literally see on my TikTok all the time about how to grow your salary like by job Mm. hump like job hopping like every two years and people being like I don't want to do that I just want to work at this company and just get paid decently Mm -hmm. like I don't want to have to change my job every two years like in order to get a pay raise like I like my Mm -hmm. boss I like the company I work for what mm-hmm. the fuck and so yeah like I see people doing that and like just not really getting down with commitment yeah <laughs> getting down Let's with the commitment I don't know how else to phrase <laughs> right <it. laughs> that's hilarious yeah I feel like it's and also just finding and I'm not saying like settling but like just finding satisfaction and like what you have mm-hmm. in a sense maybe I'm saying that wrong but I'm not saying to settle but it's just like you can be happy with what you have now. Cause I do see that a lot on TikTok with money, especially. And that's, I just imagine if you always feel like nothing's ever good enough or there's always going to be something better out there, that would cause me so much more anxiety than I have now. I'd be mm, like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I just feel like light, light, nothing's ever enough. I have to chase, chase, chase. Like that just sounds horrible. Oh, and I constantly. It's exhausting. I live by yeah. the motto of like, if it's meant for you, it's not going to pass you. And mm-hmm. not being afraid of that like if it if that is supposed to happen then yeah maybe I get married and then maybe I meet somebody else and like we have a divorce or something like that and you know obviously no one wants that but also knowing that if this was where I was supposed to go this is the path I was supposed to be on 
it wouldn't just miss me. Like it would mm-hmm. be directly right there in front of my face. And so just being a little bit more confident and that the universe knows what it's doing and having a little bit more of a relaxed thought and not feeling like I have to be in so, so much control of everything. Yeah. We've been talking about how we're in our unbothered era and we're releasing control <laughs> because like it's causing so much stress. I mean, and that is one reason why, like, even though I am single, I haven't been dating. Like I haven't been going on the apps or anything like that just because I don't want to. Like it's just yeah. it's not going to benefit me right now in any possible way. It's only going to be a distraction for me and I am aware that I'm turning 30, but it's just I don't care enough <laughs> to no. get on the dating apps. Like it's just not where I'm at and I feel like I think it's good that I'm acknowledging that and not just, you know, mindlessly swiping, going on dates just because I don't want to be alone. And that being happy with being alone now has been very positive for my whole like stress and like mindset shift and everything. So I absolutely love that. I absolutely love that also because I actually think, I don't know, dating apps are something else nowadays, especially with how much they're like charging and everything. I'm just like, that is wild. I was talking to you about that the other day, I think. Was it you that was talking to about about how much Hinge is charging now for like their I posted about it, but I don't know if we talked about it. I can't remember. It was somebody I was talking to about like how much like Tinder and all. Well, one, I'm banned from Tinder. Hold on. I'm so sorry. You have to pay pay to be on these apps. So they're free. But they have features that like like you can get the chances. The Bachelor Rose for 20 bucks a month or something stupid like that. I don't know. I literally have been on Tinder one time. We know Hannah. Okay. We We know (laughs) Hannah. You don't have to keep bragging. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I know you had to pay for Raya, but like, I didn't realize you had to pay for freaking. Oh, you do? I didn't know that about Raya. Yeah, Yeah, you had to pay for Raya. I do know that. If you get accepted onto Raya to begin with. Wow. Well, I didn't know you had to pay for Henge. That's stupid. It's, it's so, and it's actually like they will push you to more people. So it's not even just like the rows where you get to like kind of be pushed to a certain person. Yeah. They're basically saying you're going to do way better on this app if you pay $60 a month what that's it's like, like when instagram's wild. like boost your post yeah <laughs> and you're like i don't exactly. want to give you 50 dollars to boost my post like whoever's gonna see it's gonna see it like yeah oh yeah goodness yeah. so would you say that's like an out for you like in 2023 is like dating apps like as far as like recommending them to people uh i'd say if people have been on them for years i'd be like yeah i would consider just getting off them and trying your trying all that energy in in real life mm-hmm. i think that if you're new to dating apps i still think they're okay because like the algorithm works in your favor when you're new um and maybe like that's good you'll get like all the fresh people it'll it'll work in your favor oh, um but if you've been on that. it yeah some people delete their their dating apps like completely like how whatever that is that process so they can go through that experience again of like being totally new okay to it okay so like the so like if you've had tinder for three years they probably don't push you out as often Mm -hmm. as they would in the beginning (gasps) right and or think think of if you've had it for three years think of maybe you swiped left on someone or exed it or whatever it is um three years ago that now you'd be like hell yeah let's go like they'd be great like my preferences have changed you're not seeing them anymore and it's like okay like 
yeah so mm, something to consider i mean don't don't use it as a strategy <laughs> you're like i'm deleting all my apps tonight and we're yeah, starting right? over they're like kirsty said that if i deleted my Kirstie apps i'll get way better over. matches <laughs> It's a conspiracy. Um, we, may ne- we may never know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. But what? But yeah, dating in person for okay. for twenty love. Okay. Yeah. What are what, where would I mean? Like, obviously, we, I go to bars. I go to brunch. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> My number one strategy, and I was talking about this on the other podcast that I filmed today. Um, we underestimate letting all of our friends know we're single and being like, "Hey, if you have someone you think I'd be good with." that you know let me know and you can also like be like oh if they're like oh I have this person you should go on a date with be like cool um why or like what do you think about them Mm -hmm. or what do you think about them do you think would be a good match with me so you can be like all right I'm getting a feel for this I'm not just being completely set up with some rando they're like oh you'd be a good match because you're single like what that's I I need more more than that um But uh, people just underestimate that because I was like, what, what do you, what do people think they did? Tinder just had their 10 year anniversary. What, what were people doing 12 years ago? They were, they were going out and stuff, but they were also asking people like, Hey, do you have, do you know anyone you could set me up with? Or we mm-hmm. were also more actively setting people up too. True. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's my number one strategy or tip is to let the people in your life know that you are open to being set up. Okay. Okay. If you it's- are. Is there anything like else is like in for 2023 and like you're like getting rid of for like 2023? Um, in terms of yeah. dating, yes, yes, I'm copying <laughs> the TikTok trend when I'm asking this. <laughs> I know I already and I made a TikTok trend about like in and out for dating and I can't remember what I wrote. Um, I would say, I yeah, dating apps probably. Um, wondering whether or not they liked you, getting rid of that mindset. Um, mm, ooh, letting someone know on the first or second date that you want a serious relationship. I have a very strong opinion you on that me, one. You told me ooh. that before. And if that's obviously what you want, yeah. Yes, you have, you and Allie have both told me to do that. Wait, and- wait, that's an in or an out? That's an in. in. Okay, okay, that's in. what I thought. Okay, okay. Yes, in. Her and, and Allie I would have even, both told me to do that. And it's terrifying. I think it's great. That is right? terrifying. That is terrifying. But so, it's going to weed out your people I that are going to be your situationships. I know. I know. Or it's it going to feels... weed out the people that are there for a hookup. I know. She's like, you're preaching to the choir. I just think people are liars and are going to say what I want to hear. Well, okay. Now that's a possibility. <laughs> yes, that's a possibility. But you can also like notice their their response or their body language and that could also help like what if they're like oh yeah you know and yeah I want a serious like I want something that's going to turn into a long thing and like like okay why are you so weird about it yeah yeah (laughs) or no (laughs) like why are you being so weird um or like they like don't look at you when they're answering it you could be like oh that felt really sketchy and I don't know if they actually do or maybe some people be like if the answer is anything but Yes, I'm looking for a long-term relationship too, if things go well. If it's anything other than basically that, I'd say like that's something to really consider. Because if it's like, oh, the right person could change my mind, or I'm just seeing where things go, mm. but I'm open to it. It's like, okay, that's Are not, yeah. yeah, that's not yeah. The, the same intention as what you have. 
because when you're saying it, you're not saying that I want a relationship with you. You're saying exactly, you just right. want a relationship and putting that mindset into it to make sure mm-hmm. that you're like trying mm-hmm. to achieve the same end goal here. Exactly. Right? And yeah. maybe the people you're saying it to are hearing the with you. And then that's what's setting them off. I think that's what's setting them off is that some people. Yeah. Hear like they're things. hearing like, oh, like they immediately spiral into, oh my gosh, she wants to get married. Like we just met. <laughs> like this girl wants to be my my girlfriend like, on a so first sorry. date. What? Like, Adam, I don't even know. <laughs> that's not what I name. said, buddy. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh okay. yeah. So I always I always like to add in the phrase in general. What are your dating what are your intentions for dating in general? Like mm, okay. that's a good let way make to this, ask it. I let like me make that. this really freaking I it's not my favorite way to ask it, but if people are worried about people taking it wrong, it's like let's make this really freaking clear. This is not me trying to say I want to be your girlfriend. Um I'm just asking about in general, what are your dating and what are your intentions for dating? Like what are you looking for? Well, on Hinge, that's now because Hinge is like the only dating app that I do have i would not rely on that okay (laughs) (laughs) ask it in person again as somebody not online don't get on apps (laughs) but if i was to pull up the app it does ask you like what your intentions are it says life partner long-term relationship long-term relationship open to short short-term relationship open to long which i don't know what the fuck a short-term relationship is um uh not nothing you want to be a part of yeah <laughs> figuring out my dating short-term goals. relationship I'm so sorry <laughs> and then if you want monogamy non-monogamy or if you're figuring out I love how inclusive they're trying to be but that's a lot of options yeah <laughs> no I would still ask in person because someone could yes. put long-term relationship but still be like weird about it or like I am so no I would still ask in person okay okay yeah but yeah. I also wouldn't I would only match with people with long-term relationship I don't know the life partner one seems a little aggressive I that's why know. I didn't select that one I, selected yeah. I was like that seems super intense <laughs> <laughs> I want you to be here forever <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay but yeah so okay as a dating coach what is and this is kind of like how I'm wrapping this up. This is like going to be our like survival tip for this episode. What is the like number one tip you are giving people right now for dating in 2023? Mm-hmm. Um, the number one tip I'm dating is to create boundaries and ask for your needs to be met early on in relationships. So you can see if the person you're dating respects that boundary and is able to meet your needs. That is my number one tip, because if someone is not able to do that or they don't respect your boundaries, that is a like a, a very big red flag and you're going to want to turn around and run away. Um, but that's that one's big because anxiously attached people, women especially, we we always feel like we need to kind of uh, uh, attach like seem attractive and like make ourselves more appealing and we tend to not create boundaries until they come up or until it's later in the relationship or ask you, for needs to be yes, met yes because so, you want to be the cool girl exactly yes like I had one client who we determined on one of our last calls that she wants to wait like five or six months to have sex with someone. And I was like, I love that. Like, if that's what works for you, she's like, oh my God, yes, that sounds amazing. Amazing. Let people know that. 
sooner rather than later and let their reaction to your boundary guide you and whether or not you want to keep dating them yeah like don't mention that like mm-hmm. when you're in the yeah, bed it doesn't have to be like oh yeah 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 totally <laughs> but like if someone tries to like hold her hand or something letting them know how she feels about physical intimacy um and then seeing how they react to that okay okay yeah, yeah. I, like, I that. like that I like that well Kirsty, yeah. it has been amazing chatting with you here on our podcast we want to give you a moment to have the mic be all yours let people know like what you're currently doing where they can find you and where they can also find your guide that you have um yeah so i'm kirsty taylor k-i-r-s-t-i-e-t-a-y-l-o-r-r two r's at the end um on tiktok and instagram and you can find my dating guide from anxious to secure on both of those platforms and if you want to work with me one-on-one for coaching, you can always send me a DM. Um, I have spots become available sporadically throughout the year. Um, yeah, I don't think there's any. Oh, and if you want to look at my book that apparently was not published when we first talked, <laughs> uh, it is on Amazon and it's called What I Wish I Knew About Love. Perfect. And we will leave a link to all that in the show notes for you gals to check out after the episode but thank you so much Kirstie for coming on it's been such a delight thank you for having me on again and so that does it for today's episode of the gals guide make sure to follow us on instagram at the gals guide pod also like us on facebook at the gals guide and become a gal scout in our facebook community you can also hit us up on our website thegalsguidepod.com and our personal social media which we will have linked in our show notes also if you are listening to us on apple Podcasts please rate and review. And then if you're listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. So thanks for listening, gals. And we hope you come back for our next journey.